Justice and War in American History, and this is the concluding episode to season one. We'd like to think that there's going to be a season two, and I think this, this concluding episode would give you an indication why. Jason, you have had a chance to talk with uh, a lot of different people, mostly vets, uh, about the experience of war and the idea of justice in war. So I'm curious now, how have those conversations changed maybe your view or your sense of this, this very big uh, uh, question about what justice means in war, what, where, where justice resides in the experience of war? Yeah, thanks, Ray. That that really is a, a huge question. Of course, it's the guiding question of everything that we're doing in this season. So um, listeners uh, have heard both of us talk throughout the episodes. And uh, in some episodes, you'll hear Ray. Some episodes, you hear me. But we're both in the room when these, ep- when these interviews are taking place. So one of us might be on the board uh, while the other one listens. So we've been listening to a lot of people or talking to a lot of people. And what strikes me in in all of these conversations is how individual uh, justice is, right? The the many, many meanings of of justice from kind of big legal frameworks of justice, which we see in some of the texts, we see in presidential addresses, uh, we see justice uh, manufactured or or designed through gender or through race – uh, but by speaking to people, by the, the day-to-day individuals, I think we really get to see like how justice is is embodied and experienced yeah. uh, in people's everyday lives. And I guess maybe when I went into this, I knew this was coming, but I didn't quite understand the uh, the scale uh, at which just, you know, uh, we've had maybe 10 people on the podcast mm-hmm. and those 10 people all had very like similar experiences, but but very individualized experiences so that... You know, as a historian, I know this by studying. Uh, I know that you cannot reduce uh, people's experiences to one overarching umbrella or framework. And this kind of maybe drove it home to me a little bit. Like people understand justice in so many different ways that it it reminds you of focusing on those complexities, not as something you want to, to ignore, but actually something you want to maybe highlight. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Ray? Well, I mean, it was interesting for me because I get to think through the ideas that uh, I sometimes write about and think through it with people who um, they, can't, they can't dwell on the terms that we we typically use when we talk about justice and and, and war, and uh, you can see within almost every person that they are two or th- there are two or three very distinct views on war within the same person, and that they are in different stages of contending with those different versions of themselves in many ways. Um, that I, I I will say this: they also give a lot of uh, grace to the rest of us, who <laughs> people like me who think about war sort of theoretically, you know, um, and not and not in in um, a practical, frankly, life and death situation. And and I do think that it is important, and I think this is why the NEH has this particular program to continue having these conversations in very real ways with with vets about how war affects them, their families, and the rest of us. Because if we don't, it, it is, it's one of the most consequential things that any country can enter into. And whether or not I feel it uh, as acutely 
I am responsible to some degree for these conflicts. I have some moral obligation to think, to think about it, think through it uh, with the people who do have direct responsibility for the fighting, the dying. So I, I think for me, it was an opportunity to think about how um, I, will, I will teach and maybe approach my writing in, in, slightly, in a slightly different way um, through personal testimony and how to take those testimonies in, in context so that I can both feel a sense of um, perspective on the tradition of war in America but also understand that almost every person is going to be, to some degree, an exception <laughs> to that tradition. Yeah, it's, re- it's really interesting you, bring, you, you frame it that way, Ray. You know, we, we spent a lot of time putting together the texts yeah. for, this, for this podcast um, and, and looking at those texts as ways to get insight into these historical wars. And, you know, as, as academics, you know, our tendency is to try to... Ab- uh, abstract things, right? Yeah. I talk about it in a theoretical term. So even a letter from a soldier right. from 1899, you know, we, we want to look at that as an example of a larger, a mm-hmm. broader category right. of things. But yeah, as you said, each of the individual veterans who we sat down with had three or four understandings or experiences about uh, justice uh, in the context of war and reminds you yeah. that when you look at those historical documents, those historical documents are just uh, fractured, yeah. uh, fractured examples of what is actually happening on the ground uh, in, in, in history. And, and it does, does force you to think about what we do as, as historians uh, in the process of writing. Yeah, I think many of us understand military history in, in really big, in two ways. One, sort of like... Um, you know, a, a very sort of broad perspective of strategies and tactics and, and the flows of, of uh, armies, wins and losses, huge battles, things like that. And um, for many of us, teaching that can be dramatic, but also um, at, at, it doesn't get at so much of what we now consider to be important or significant history, which is the other way that we see uh, military history was, which is from the viewpoint of the people who are actually involved in it, and they, the, those, that perspective, those perspectives are tiny battles, you know, millions of them, and um, making sense or squaring those two things, uh, the, you know, the, sort of the large scale strategies and tactics with you know the the, the on the ground personal uh, experience. I, I honestly find very difficult, and I don't think there are many histories out there that have to work with this tension quite as uh, as closely as, as as in some ways military history does. Um, in that sense, I'm happy that uh, we sort of turned the corner and, and are, on military history and are, are now incorporating many more ways of doing history. Cultural, you know, military history has gone through its own cultural turn. Um, I think you know there's there are huge oral history projects that uh, have been collecting um, experiences from vets. I think it will, in the long run, actually make the political history of wars um, more deep and profound, and uh, we'll get a sense for what what we've always had in social history. You know, let's say you know the history of the civil rights movement or something like that. But 
how leadership and how um, personal agency really plays an enormous role in, in these in these events that we've always taken from you know a thirty thousand foot view. So, in that sense, I think um, the podcast has been really helpful in raising more questions than than certainly it it answers for me. And so I'm I'm sort of looking forward to us continuing to do more stuff with it. Yeah, yeah, and I'm. Also thinking about the podcast in the context of the larger project that we've been we've been working on, we're coming to the end of the NEH support right. for this project, right. and you know a lot of grants when you're finished the grants that that's it the the project mm. is over and uh, this is one of those projects that's not going to end right. uh, when when the grant comes to an end because as as you've just said Ray uh, there's a lot more to be done here and so. Continuing this podcast, uh, having community-based conversations, and and even perhaps starting up our own oral history project here in the city of Indianapolis right. with veterans, maybe the next stage uh, of this project. But you know, I'm I, I've I've said this probably once or twice on this podcast already. I'm a historian of 18th century Britain, <laughs> so everything, uh, most of the work that I do seems so distant. You know, yeah. seems so, you know, 300 years ago, yeah. you know, it, it, it feels, it, it, it feels so far away in many ways. Um, but this is, this, this really uh, has grounded me um, in, in kind of a c- contemporary history mm-hmm. as well, because we weren't just talking about the Vietnam War yeah. or the, the Spanish American War. We we're talking about, you know, folks who've, who've recently returned um, from deployments overseas. Right. There's a universal nature to the experience of war, right? And I think that's, that's something that certainly comes through in a lot of the, the conversations we have. As much, again, this, military history in some ways is so interesting in this way. It's, it's very particular to the person, but those people add up to uh, traditions that have not changed all that much over time. And that, that is something to, um, to grapple with as, as, a, as a country, as a people, um, and I think this is why the NEH really wanted to push this sort of program forward. Um, war has shaped the United States in, in ways that are so fundamental that we often don't look at them uh, head on, that we, that we don't dig into it as much as we should. And we, if we leave it to just the idea that there, there have been wars and these wars, uh, you know, win or lose are too big really to understand we miss the fact that um, war has been as much a tradition in the shaping of American politics and society as any other force in U.S. history. So I think um, the fact that we want to continue it and we come from very different sort of subfields in history tells you a lot about um, it, not only the program the NEH has promoted, but the role that, that war has played um, in our contemporary world that, that both you and I both can find a lot of relevance to these discussions. Yeah. And, and moving away from the, the documents, you know, we as historians are often very document That's for sure. bound, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, it could be, I mean, for me, it's paper for the most part, paper and materials, right. but uh, you know, as we move into the 21st, 20, 21st century, we have more video, more, right. more audio, but being uh, with veterans and, yeah. and listening to the veterans is, I think anybody who works in the historical fields right. could learn from work from talking to veterans about their experiences, um, because it, it it does remind you of the complexities mm-hmm. um, and the 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 broad ranging impact yeah. 
that that war and and even ser- service more generally has yeah. has on society uh, and has for you know thousands of years right. of course right. of course we're talking about the podcast mm-hmm. and our exchanges over the podcast but there were so many more exchanges that took place off mic right um, the conversations right. that we had off mic were much even wider ranging mm-hmm. than the conversations that we've had on mic and they 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 do point the path forward, <laughs> I think, for more conversations in the future. I mean, right. you know, we were just talking uh, before we got in the mics today uh, about um, the issue of unhoused veterans, right. for example. Right. Um, that's 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 you know the coming home piece of this. Mm-hmm. We talked about arriving home, but we didn't actually talk about home. Right, being at home. Right. Yeah. yeah I, no. 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 I think you're right, and I, you know, it's. Um, I, I think. For those who are outside of uh, military service or who are not, yeah, who are not related to somebody who's come home recently, it, yeah, we have this tendency to allow um, the acceleration of events and of time to sort of move us quickly beyond things that have been uh, crucial or critical to the shaping of our contemporary moment, and um, in order to get to the next thing. And I think it is not a bad thing to have these conversations to slow us down, to remind us of what it takes to be American. <laughs> it's you know, all the different ways that people contribute to uh, this contemporary moment, good, bad, uh, very problematic, uh, at times very dangerous. Um, and I hope that where we head Next, in whatever conversations we have, you know, uh, whether it's in our classes or, uh, you know, because you you run a public-facing institute here at IUPUI, that we continue to invite more and more voices in. Um, because I think this is something that um, the NEH has uh, at its core in all sorts of programs, but it's also um, something that we've, we've absorbed, right, as, as faculty of a new kind that we don't want to keep what we think about in the stuff that we read or research or write about or even teach. We want it to be something that goes beyond the walls of a university, uh, beyond our own, you know, conversations with colleagues, you know. So it's been really enjoyable uh, to think outside of the university, you know, with you on this podcast. Yeah, same, same here, Ray. Uh, you know, you, I imagine uh, what the humanities will look like when we retire, uh, right. you know, t- 20 plus years from now, sure. question mark. <laughs> but sometime in the near future, yeah. it's it's these programs, it's these conversations that are that are reshaping the humanities mm-hmm. uh, as 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 a a field of practices. But I think they in so doing, when we bring that into the university, they're reshaping yeah. the university. And it reminds us of our public mission. That's right. And the That's right. And 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 I think when we are reminded of our public mission, uh, we we are better advocates for the humanities in, in the public as well. And and hopefully bringing the university together uh, with publics across the country um, is is what we see. I mean, we are already seeing it, but we see more on a greater scale moving forward. And 25 years from now, yep. I like I look forward to the moment when this is what we're doing here is, is is common practice when when students are sitting down with with veterans and and right. other groups right. as as part of their training. This is this is this is what they do 
um, as, as, as historians or sociologists or anthropologists, uh, just by virtue yeah. of being in the new humanities right. in, in the university. Yep. I'm happy to be there with you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Ray, this has been such a, a great program. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we've said it before, but we should say it again. Thank you to the National Endowment for the Humanities yes, for funding NEH. this. Yep. Thank you to all the veterans and yep. our colleagues who came together That's to right. talk talk with us about this. We are going to be back for another season for sure. I know it. That so sounds good. Um, uh, until then. Thanks, uh, we, Jason. Yeah, thanks, Ray. <laughs> and uh, we will uh, be on the mics with all of you soon enough. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.